action. Would you like to do the intro? Ask the expert. <laughs> hey, that was pretty good. Still good. Yeah. Still good. Expert. Yeah, so welcome back to Ask, Ask the Expert. 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 And uh, we have Anthony Lee here from the Kinjas, <laughs> professional dancer. And oh, so, whoa, tight. put that away, bro. There's moms in the room. Innovation comes at a cost. True. <laughs> That's the tantric sex expert thing you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, he creates wet pussies when he want, walks into a room. Not in this room. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Dry as a desert. Hard dicks. So wet. Okay. Hard dicks, though. Mm -hmm. We all got kind of hard. Yeah. That was like, <laughs> yo, can I put my dick inside that? <laughs> oh, that was fast. You want to put your dick inside everything? I mean, it looks kind of nice. That's all I'm again. saying. Let me see. Let's see what Joe saw. No, not you. I want the expert to do it. <laughs> He's all, can I put my dick inside this? <laughs> oh, yeah. If I had a dick, I'd want to put it in there. See? Oh! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? I don't That's know. so funny. But anyway, so you guys asked a whole bunch of questions. You were curious to know about Anthony's Dance life. And his dance life, his professional dance life. And so I'm gonna ask you a couple questions. Sorry. Whoa. Are you having a seizure? I don't know. I just that was like you guys are professional dance life. Yeah, we don't look as cool when you do it. Whoa. He was doing like this. He still got his mouth closed still. No, it's like this. That's like that. It's a phantom dick. <laughs> why is it? Why is it wiggling? To show you that it's moved. That it's like a, a live thing. Yeah, it's a phantom dick. Funny. <laughs> so that's why your mouth is closed. <laughs> it was a lollipop. Let's still do it like this, though. <laughs> <laughs> flying fuck you. That's why I don't give a flying fuck. That's funny, dude. <laughs> You're flying fucker. Is that right? <laughs> it's the ugliest middle finger in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, first question that I have here, it says, or it asks, um, have you ever thought to stop dancing and why? Like, did you ever consider quitting? Oh man, um, like my feet don't work no more. <laughs> I, I've definitely, definitely, definitely considered stopping dancing as a career but not dancing for fun. You can't ever stop dancing. Cause when you hear the beat, your body's like. Absolutely. Yeah, you can't help Absolutely. it. Absolutely, yeah. I don't think it's ever gonna be possible for me to stop dancing, mm -hmm. but to choose to not do it as a career is, is definitely a thought that's come to my mind. For sure. From dancer to dancer, um, <laughs> I have to say like that, it's, it's almost like asking somebody, do you want your soul to leave your body? This guy's a real dancer, he knows. Mm. Yeah, look at him. It's a real deal. When did you when did you have the thought cross the mind of like not doing it for a living? And why? Or not when, but like what made it? Yeah. What made you? Think? I, I feel like maybe the first time was maybe when I turned like thirty, and then suddenly you start like that like invisible switch in your head. It's kind of yeah. like, alright, oh, you you're like not a kid anymore. Yeah. Um, and then especially with the dancer, um, right? We're like not just artists, we're not just like athletes. We're we're kind of both. So it really kind of depends on how you take care of yourself. But there is a shelf life to um, your prime. Mm -hmm. What do you mean prime, like energy? Um, I think physicality, Joints? you know? I think as I get- Does your body hurt? It does, it's, it's harder to recover. 
Well, I have to exercise more, so I, I take care. Of, I take better care of myself now than I did when I was younger. I stretch more, I work out more, I eat better, all that stuff, um, so I can maintain. But when I was younger, I was throwing my body all over the place. I was like drinking late at night, you know, and partying and stuff. Damn and, you, and old son. Thank you, thank you. Hmm. And I wasn't really like stretching or doing rehabilitation as much, but it was fine because uh, I was just younger. My body was just capable. Um, so just I think uh, once you get into accepting um, a little bit of that physicality element. Mm -hmm. I, I can still mature my creativity and my ability to like make stuff or, or produce uh, or direct things, but kind of being the forefront, the actual mover, um, definitely kind of gets checked the, the older you get. You know, um, mm -hmm. some advice I have for you as a dancer. Please. Um, I would say that to avoid that feeling of getting old. Get younger. Is while you're young, be weak as fuck. And then when you're old, you'll be the strongest you've ever been and healthy. So then when you're, you look back and you go, I actually feel way better because you never met your full potential in your 20s. Oh, that's smart. So everyone out there, do not meet your full physical potential. Just stop right now. When you're young. This guy's a limit for me, That's man. what I'm saying. <laughs> it's only up from here. You're going to be like, yo, 40? Like, I'm the healthiest I've ever been, the strongest I've ever been. And then you're gonna look back into your 20s and be like, Psh, that weak ass bitch. Ooh, that's Start so slow, you just gotta get fat in your 20s, you know? Set there the bar go. real low. Yeah, yep. not even have a bar. Don't even accomplish mm -hmm. anything. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Fail twice, even. Yeah. Don't even get back up. <laughs> just fail. Don't even, just stop. yeah. Don't even try. Fail the whole time. Dude, that's <laughs> the best, yeah. And then you finally try something and then it's only up from there. Sick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll, Try that in the next life. Mm -hmm. I, I won't try that. Don't try it. Don't, oh. don't try yeah. until later. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now you okay. got it. <laughs> Master the art student. All right, uh, next question <laughs> is, when did you realize that dancing could be your full time and did your parents believe in your dream? Hell no. To the parents part. Um, do, they, do they believe in it now? Oh yeah. Imagine they're still like, fuck no, this is a phase. Yeah. Never gonna No, I think what's so key on it is I think once you start giving them like, you know, cash envelopes and oh, shit yeah. like that, it's like, oh, yeah, what yeah, is yeah. this? Cash money? Yeah. What you doing? Good, huh? Is that your dad talks? No, my mom though. <laughs> <laughs> Have any money for me? <laughs> she approaches you with that? Sometimes she's like, you want to buy me a car? <laughs> shit like that. How cute. But she'll say in Vietnamese, so it's like, cute and worse. Anyways, um... <laughs> Uh, what was the first half of that question was, before I started uh, roasting my parents? When did you realize that you could do dancing full time? Full time? Which you kind of actually yeah, answered I did, in I did answer the previous that. Yeah. video. So if you're curious to that answer, you can check out the previous video. He but. said when he was fired from his restaurant job because he was having so much work doing other things. And then his boss was dancing like, Dancing things? Why are you a waiter here when you don't even come to work, fucker? But I love you. I gotta get your shift to somebody else. And he's like, okay, give it to my friends. Cause I got travel, I got traveling to do. I get 20 bucks a session, bye. It's a yeah. different kind of paraphrasing, but yes, yeah. yes. So I guess you can focus more on the second part of the question, yes. which is, did your parents believe in your dream? I'm a boy scout, bye. He <laughs> <laughs> was chopping up timelines. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't reach Eagle for nothing, fool. And your shabu shabu sucks, all right, bye. <laughs> Man, there are definitely some like good fans out there that fully understood every part of that. I appreciate it. For sure, that's tight. That's what's um, dope about them. I think uh, there was definitely, I'll never forget a period of time, I believe it was a year and a half, uh, that my mom 
just had the hardest time accepting. And every single time I either came home or got on the phone, she would always be trying to be like, are you still dancing? You should like try and get another job. Or she would try to like set me up. She's like, hey, uh, like I, I can talk, talk to my friend, maybe they can hire you. And it's like, my mom don't even really have like a bunch of like business like uh, acumen. So I, like I was already kind of like, yeah, and younger, just like, please mom, stop stop bringing that up and it actually caused a uh, separation a little bit in our relationship to the point where my dad would even tell my mom like why do you think he doesn't come home you know what i mean if every single time you're annoying yeah you, you keep complaining shut up yeah. like that almost shut up about his shit and my shit <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to hear it no more shut up <laughs> shut up <laughs> what do you think was the catalyst to like accepting it it was uh it was the I was dancing on a group called uh, the LXD, the Legion of Extraordinary Dancers. John M. Chu brought that together for a couple projects. Um, and I was there uh, in one of their earlier seasons and then they got a performance opportunity on Dancing with the Stars. It was on NBC's Dancing with Stars, uh, Macy's like uh, all-star hall of fame type thing or whatever where they bring in a special kind of performance group. So LXD got a chance to come in. Um, I was part of this group called the Umbras where you didn't even see any of our faces. We're there for like three seconds with umbrellas doing stuff. You really didn't even see it, but this was a live TV spot. When they saw it on TV, that's when they were like, oh. Yeah, so, so I was like, mom, you gotta watch this on TV. And the ironic thing is, one, our group hella messes up, but um, two, she didn't even really see me. We all supposed to look alike. She's like, which one are you? Is it over? I was like, yeah, it's over. You didn't see it? Oh. Did she tape it? No, she watched it, but like, it's, it's still hard. Even for me, I don't even know which one I am sometimes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just like so fast. But the fact that I was able to even tell her, and then, <clears throat> and then she was like, she called her sister too. She's like, she's like, hey, turn on the channel. You got to watch the TV. And it just became this thing that Hell something yeah. she could become proud of. If it's TV or newspaper, yeah. that's when they know you made it. But the thing that sealed the deal was because every Sunday, uh, my family still goes out to like Boy Scout meeting and stuff, right? So there's all the parents, because my dad and my sister run the troop. Oh, hell yeah. So once all the parents are there and all the kids, and then suddenly the kids started seeing me on social media. So the kids knew that I was part of the troop. So then suddenly they'd be like, oh, is Anthony coming? They'd be like, why, is, why are you asking about Anthony? Oh, because he's just a, you know, a dancer and blah, blah. So suddenly my mom nice. was, you know, kind of like, uh, you want to see my no. son? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm talking shit, but I love my mom. Um, you gotta talk shit though. I think that, especially for like an Asian parent, yeah. that's the thing that really changes it. When her social circle True. is proud of the kid, yeah. that's when she's gotta be proud of the kid. And if not like 10X proud, you know? She's so like, suddenly, TV. suddenly next thing you know, she's like, hey, come out to the meeting. I'm like, why do you want me to come out to the meeting? Come out to the meeting. So I like come out to the Boy Scout meeting Sunday and she's like, oh, hi, praising me around and shit like that. Like, oh, you remember <laughs> my you. son, you know? Um, but I also felt really- Clout chasing, dude. <laughs> she's clout chasing. So, you know, get it where you can get it, you know? But um, that also for me too was uh, just, you know, it was finally cool to- That's a proud uh, moment, man. Yeah, to be validated oh, and recognized awesome. by my parents. And after that, it was uphill. I wish that um, I can, under, you know how like Asian parents don't operate off of logic? So like they kind of like, it's almost like dealing with a child because their brain is like stopped in a certain point and they can't, they, they can't listen to reason or evidence. They just have to mature. Mainly for the Asian American experience, right? Mainly because like their lifestyle is way different from anything that we're experiencing. We're experiencing it for the first time. They have no re like relatability to it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For, for anybody who's like first gen, but 
Um, same thing for next gen. <laughs> like, you, your kids aren't gonna deal with it. But you know what they will deal with? What? They'll probably deal with the, the their father who's like, well, you know how I had it because our parents were, you know, coming from like Vietnam and China and stuff like yeah. that. So like we were raised different. We were raised more stricter. We didn't have this opportunity. So I think that cycle kind of continues until we're maybe like third, fourth yeah. generation like, here. You know how long I had to fucking wait for the pictures to load, you little shit? <laughs> I mean, right? We all I have it in, in a different way, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about like the people that are like prison like for their whole lives and they come out and suddenly there's like cars everywhere and internet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that, that shit must fuck you up, but. Where's your pager at? Huh? <laughs> but yeah, I, I just think the Asian American experience when you're first gen is like a unique one. And we're still like figuring out that story. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. All right, next question. Which exercises are good for dancers? Can you give some tips on how to memorize all the dance steps? Oh, Kegels are pretty good, right? Kegels is the thing with yeah, the freaking hips, right? Um, I think that uh, for me, straight up, this is gonna be that funny. When, when people ask me like, what were my first things that attributed to like my desire for like choreography and dance, it was uh, martial arts. I was in Taekwondo as a kid. So like learning like forms and pumses and stuff, like this is the first time you're kind of learning choreo. Yeah. Right? Just like doing the moves and like being in sync with people next to you, or your, you know, your, your masters and stuff like that. That was a huge kind of, um, or cool intro for a guy like me to be like, oh, I want to move like everybody, or I want to move well with the technique. Did you like flare up those moves? Were you like a little bit better than everyone else? I don't know if I was better. I mean, yeah. He was like, I was really good at the moves, but I would still get my ass kicked if that helps. That makes sense. Cool. Thank you for it making sense. Anyways, it's the choreo versus the fighters. Get the fuck out of here. Um, <laughs> We, we, we dance our issues away, so we don't <laughs> use aggression, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, and video games. Uh, I, I think video games helped with the idea of like, timing and precision, right? Whether you're like aiming or, or, or paying attention. I feel like video games as a kid, plus martial arts was what like kind of attributed to my, um, I guess hand-eye coordination and body awareness. I would say that those are the kind of the, the things that came into it. But in terms of like exercise, um, right now, like my, I think I, 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 I've tried to do a lot of like, um, I wasn't successful, but I think when I went into thinking like, oh, let me do some like weight training or whatever, there'd be times where I might spike in workouts and then like slow down in movement or flexibility. And it wasn't until I started like only doing a lot of like either like plyometrics or like body weight uh, and, and plus like stretching flexibility, mobility and yoga that suddenly I was like, oh, this is actually improving my quality of movement and my uh, how good it feels mm. to move. I think mobility exercises were very helpful for me. Mm. So that that was that I think that complements my style of dancing, though. Mm -hmm. Other people will require different exercises depending on what they do, you know. Yeah. You might want to train to be stronger if you're using more physicality in your movement. You may want to be lighter if you're maybe focusing on like footwork or like house or something like that. There's a balance mm. to it, so. If I want to be a good twerker, I heard squats are really good to increase my ass. I think that that's very true. I think yep. that you're, that's a very astute observation. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I think you have a nice ass, ass Thank you. energy about you. <laughs> Hey guys, today's video is brought to you by Upstart. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off all of your personal debt and you can qualify online. And one of my favorite parts about Upstart is that you can get approved 
the same day and then get your money the next business day, which is crazy. Because if you guys have ever been in a rut, sometimes you need money, you owe rent, you're about to get kicked out of your house, or the repo guy is coming to take your car, and it could not even be your fault, it's just the money isn't timed in well, you know, like your income or, or this building cycle's all messed up, you can get out of a shitty situation real fast. I got I got approved for like $10,000. Yeah. Because I wanted to see, you know, crypto market's doing great and all, so yeah. why don't I just get a loan? And I do not recommend for people to do this. I am a degenerate. Yeah. But I was like, if I wanted to do this, could I? And I, it worked. Like, in five minutes, they approved me, and they're just like, you want to sign up or whatever? And I was like, nah, I don't want to gamble with this money. Yeah. So I didn't do it. But if I was in a tight spot and I owed a lot of credit card bills or whatever, this would be a great way for me to kind of bring it all together under one APR, which was a pretty competitive rate. And I was like, dude, this is way better than having like a 20% APR on your credit card. So like, if you wanna consolidate everything and do one easy payment, Upstart is the way to go. Yeah, find out how Upstart can help lower your monthly payments by going to upstart.com slash off the record. That's upstart.com slash off the record. Don't forget to use our URL so they know that we sent you, baby. Loan amounts will be based on your credit, income, and certain other information that is provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash off the record, babies. All right, next question here is, how do professional dancers make money? What's in? They suck. Only fans. <laughs> this one says, and what is a reasonable average amount of money professional dancers make if they're independent choreographers? You choreographer asked for my rate. Versus permanent on staff type of choreographers that work with one big name star. Oh, they know the action. They know the language. They're talking almost like it sounds like day rates yeah. almost because they're not talking about choreo. They're talking about like, okay, you dance for like Justin Bieber and you tour with them almost it sounds like versus what's like a, like almost like a session musician. Hey, I need a I need a guy that stands over there during this choreo. Is there a statistics on like this kind of freelance industry of how much people make cuz can't you make like fuck tons? You can't. It really depends on who you are and I think the scale is like really really wide nowadays, right? Because um is there like a dancers union like SAC? There is. There is, there is. Dancers Alliance. Yeah. Um, but it's it's still so hard and the scale is like way off because like a lot of like dancers nowadays are utilizing their opportunity by way of like social influence and the amount of followers they have. Mm. So like again, a maybe, and just a hypothetical, nobody in mind, but like for example, if you have like um, a really popular person who maybe is like not super skilled at dance, their rate is still gonna be higher. Than somebody Cause they bring in eyes. Dance. Yeah, yeah, and doesn't have a lot of followers or something like that. Right so it now. depends on the industry that you're asking. If you're booking that person for like, a musical theater or Broadway show though, then you can give a fuck about the social influence and you're gonna focus on the skill and make sure they have the skill set to do uh, or bring to life the vision of like the director or, the, or, or whatever. Um, so I, I think the rate is really, really dependent on just the, the area of the industry and then like what you actually bring to the table. Um, but in terms of a scale, I don't think that it's, uh, you're hiring like the dance I think dance is like the vehicle, you're kind of like hiring the person. So it depends on what you're hiring the person for because the dance can change or be flipped or, or like you change the song, the dance changes. 
you change the um, the time frame uh, or how long you want somebody to dance or create for it, the artistry changes. It's not like you would get this and then you add on, you would just get a, a little bit more. That changes the whole number. So I think the scaling of it just really depends on like the type of craft and then again, there are variables that change that too, like your social influence or like what they want you for. Mm. AK, I'm not giving you any answers in detail. Fuck yeah, you nosy. Don't be asking people how much they make. <laughs> yeah, it's I'd tell you if it was one number. It's easier. I, yeah, I, I would say there was a time though that remember in like in the last video, I would say I was I was teaching class for like 20, 30 bucks and I was like bringing- That's easier, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time now, like I'm not gonna teach a class unless you give me four digits for it, you know what I mean? Because, oh shit. But that's not just because like, I think I hella deserve that. It's because I focus my dance on so many other things that if I want to go into, if you want me to teach, you want to take away or- From the, the other things, yeah, the opportunity cost. I should. Yeah. Well, and it's also the latter of what you just said. Because you've you've like honed in on their craft and you've worked on it and you've built it up and you've built up your name, like it's all of that. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's Don't like those humble. memes that you Don't see, right? It's like when you when you hire like a lawyer or something for like an hour, they charge you like five hundred bucks. They're not charging you for the hour; they're no. charging you for like their education yeah. and their their experience. Exactly. And their parents yelling at them the whole time to tell them to become a lawyer. And their parents yelling at them. <laughs> That's what they're trying to Emotional trauma and baggage yeah. they have to pay for. I charge like four Gs to teach dance too. And you deserve it. Mm -hmm. We haven't gotten any gigs yet, but. That's We're his rate. On it. And you also deserve that. <laughs> I got a free class one time and I walked out. You walked out? Yeah, because Bart, Bart didn't teach twerk skills. <laughs> oh, from Bart. Yeah. But he's done hella squats. He was only, he's got the biggest booty here. He really does. I know, but he didn't drop <laughs> it like I it's know. hot. <laughs> <laughs> he's all heartbroken, I'm here. <laughs> Fuck you, Gio. <laughs> Damn. We also learned Boogaloo at a bobo shop. I know, that was fun. What? Yeah. What's his name? It's uh, a dance. Uh, oh. He's from Machine Gun Funk. Yeah. Like Machine Gun Funk. He looks Native American. Uh, he looks like uh, Taboo from Black Eyed yeah, Peas. He, looks like, he looks like him. Fuck, what's his name? I think oh. Matt Chat was in that crew, right? Not, not Jay Smooth. Um, Jay Smooth Kid was in that Boogie? Crew. Kid Boogie! Kid Boogie. Yeah. yeah. Oh my he god, you boogaloo. just said he looked like Taboo from Black <laughs> He does though. <laughs> That's funny. You know what's funny is that people think they're old schoolers, but they're not old. I mean, they're not OGs. They learn from the OGs. But they're at OGs this point, like second generation. At this point, yeah, I would yeah. say Kid Boogie's OG, and at this point, I say Kid Boogie's one of the uh, few OGs that's getting better as he's oh, getting old. He's serious. one of the few what people. What kind of dance does he do? Poppin' Boogaloo, all that. That's it's still popping right now. The guy that it's popped up when we were watching on the, yeah. I was like, oh shit, I know him. He's one of the few dudes, he's getting older and he's getting better. It's wow. crazy. How old is he? I don't actually know, but he's probably in his, he's probably like 40 or something like that now. He's probably a little older than us when he taught us and we were like in college yeah. at the time. He's fucking nasty. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna work at this bubble shop, come down and we went. It was in Little Tote, I yeah, mean, uh, Little Osaka. Morning, like, he's like, he's like teaching us Boogaloo and someone's like, oh, can I get a milk tea? He's like, I'll hold that, he puts his apron back on. Goes <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question, Anthony, is, what were the challenges and steps to opening up brick and mortar businesses and what is the next step for Kinjas after closing the dojo and complex? That's a real fan. They know your stats. Know. What's up, dude? That's a real yeah. fan. Yeah. Oh man, that's that's thick because that's like really, really right now type stuff. So. Um, what about like the first place? You know, like I think for the Monterey Park place. Yeah, yeah. Going from from a, a concept and just an idea of a, this is our crew. We can have a business model to 
securing an actual brick and mortar, that's huge, you know? Yeah, yeah I mean, I think first and foremost, the first dojo that was in Monterey Park, um, that was, by the way, that was uh, crowdfunded by our, our global dance community. That's dope. Wow. Yeah, right after we, you know, got second place. Um, uh, right after we, you know, used our sympathy card and uh, got a bunch of people to to donate, and we were. They just threw money at you. We raised over uh, six figures in order to open up that first spot. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's so sick. Why didn't you tell me? I would have threw in a couple bucks. He did. He did I tell us. I definitely think we, yeah, we were blasting that everywhere for like a month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did a lot. Like I, I think we all donated. Here, I actually right? think yeah. you guys, most of you did. Yeah, yeah. Where were it's you? Cool. It's cool. I came to the studio. Thanks, man. Did you pay at least to support the nope. business? Oh, okay. They shot a video there. Anyways, um, <laughs> so um, I think opening that spot up was like still such a, a, a early part of our entire journey, and just the idea of having a spot for us to come. Just kick it. Yeah. It was the mm. only intention. It wasn't like, yo, let's, let's build this corporation. You know, it was like, we got a spot. And even if we look at it now, you know what I mean? That should look like a, a souped up garage. Like it doesn't. But sometimes yeah, that's dope. the best though. It made it look really dope. Yeah, the yeah. outside was whack. Yeah. You, can't <laughs> it. you can't help the outside. Yeah, so I mean, I, I think that that was just like planting the seed for what was possible. Um, but really what it was, the, what the actual seed was not the building itself, it was uh, the brand, it was Kendra's Dojo. Being able to actually call something a spot and the, the funny thing is like having a crowdfunding element to it meant that before the spot even opened its doors, everybody already knew what Kendra's Dojo was. Mm -hmm. We like performed a show on the show, yeah, on ABDC with the panels, we called that one Kinja's Dojo. It's like, welcome to the Kinja's Dojo. And then we crowdfunded for a spot that was called the Kinja's Dojo using a lot Genius. of fanatics. Yeah. So mm -hmm. suddenly everybody knew what the Kinja's Dojo was before we even signed a lease on the spot. Great branding, so I, dude. I think that that was a really, really big thing for us to do. Um, and then once we got the spot, um, it w again, it wasn't just about opening a studio, it was having a recognized brand that was able to bring in other uh, interest from other people. So when I, I was able to go out to China and partner up with our partners over there, Sino Stage, it wasn't just like, hey, I'm a choreographer, maybe I can come and teach at your studios. It was, hey, I represent a brand that is recognized, you know, me globally, and we do more than just have a, a, a collection of artists who dance and teach. We also sell clothing. We have a studio that people recognize where education is an element. Um, most of us are choreographers, directors, and teachers that go abroad so like the caliber of like what we have to offer um, transcends just like weekly classes it's more like we can direct programs we can organize competitions judge things there was a credibility um, mm -hmm. that we had to offer as a collective and I think I took that to pitch to different places versus just like yo my name is Anthony and I like dancing I think the most important thing though of what you said was um, that that like I don't think you highlighted is the fact that you crowdsourced which meant that you created a fucking massive community of raving fucking fans and that's something that's really hard to do. And that's what got you to open up the first brick and mortar, yeah. which answers their question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the second one is more brick and mortars? No, the second one is uh, what are the next steps for Kinja's after closing these brick and mortars now? Yeah, I think I, I definitely want China. to like, take a moment. <laughs> I want to take a moment to, to for sure respect and acknowledge the fact that it's, it's been a really tough year. You know what I mean? It's like, um, Maybe in the journey, we chose not to share on social media too much. Like, yo, I'm super bummed out because this was a really, really tough moment. And like, you know, we, we 
didn't have the means necessary to continue this part of the journey and blah, blah, blah. Like, we don't... Because they're going to be like, shut up, my uncle died off of COVID, bitch. That's... Yeah, right? Like, it's like, can't, can't stop being sad. Things are, things are tough, but you don't yeah. really want to complain because, you know, at the end of the day, you're, you still got your health, you know, mm -hmm. for the time being, you know? Um, so just to take a moment to respect that before really even understanding the depth of like what it means to like move forward past that. I think that um, it's a blessing in disguise, right? Uh, yeah. We have yet to truly understand the fruits of that blessing, but it's shifted a lot of our mentality. It's made us, um, humbly speaking, reflect reflect on the last 10 years and like what we've done, what we've done to get there and also what we've done to get back here. You know what I mean? Blame COVID all we want, but at the end of the day, where you are is where you are. And, and I think that that beautiful ride has allowed us now, especially, you know, being in our 30s, having different focuses on life where people are married, wanting to have children and stuff. The priorities of life have just changed mm -hmm. and, and the expectations and the demands of it have, have just evolved, you know? Um, so in terms of what's next, I think we still have a foundation of wanting to support uh, all the kin, you know, with sustainability, with integrity, to support people so that they can pursue their passions and really be there, regardless of what that passion is, whether it's dance affiliated or not. But I think for Kinjas, we've gotten a chance to recognize that the the, the game has changed. You know what I mean? The world is like way more digital. The world is, you know, like it's harder to get live events. So much of our stuff was based off of live performances, mm -hmm. traveling and teaching, live competitions, people coming into the studio space and relying on like people coming. And yeah, it's not to say that that's, too. yeah, it's not to say that's not going to like be a prevalent part or come back, but the, the digital world is really like kind of the, the new frontier mm -hmm. of like humanity. And so if I had it my way, I would rather wish we could all like, jump off the edge of a world and suddenly the kin just turned into like digital beings and you never have to see the real versions of us again and maybe we can only go digital. Kinja NFT. Can you guys can you guys be pandas? I think that we're gonna be Can you guys be pandas? A variety of animals. Oh, okay. Oh I like that like Kung Fu. Like they'll be the praying yeah. mantis. The panda. The snake. Yeah, everybody's signing NDAs. Don't don't yeah. talk about the rabbit. Right <laughs> these are these are exciting times though, you know what I mean? And I think um it's, it's easy enough to be like every business needs to adapt, but I think there's also um, an excitement in the creative realms to try and always innovate and be ahead of the frontier. Absolutely, so I think yeah. there's an exciting space that we have yet to uncover, but I think it's because a lot of people haven't discovered that yet, and that's that's part of the journey as a creative. Are you guys gonna build a, a brick and mortar at Wuhan? <laughs> First of all, Wuhan's probably thriving way better than California. You got some right beautiful now. fucking positive perspective shit that I actually do want to highlight. Like, I think that's like what makes any person successful at life in general. Like, I think it's all perspective. You know what I mean? Like, regardless of the thick of the shit that you're going through, I think like having that strong, resilient mentality of being like, yo, this fucking sucks, but then going like, but I think I'm gonna be cool or like I'm excited to see what's next. I think that's what really, like, that's what's dope. I, I want to really help with the whole Wuhan question though. Is that is that gonna wait, are you gonna open a Wuhan one or no? <laughs> I, I was gonna say that um, I think one of the biggest lessons that we got a chance to learn, especially as you know, Kinjas is it's really, really easy for people to come together and celebrate times that are like good. But having people stay together and kind of I guess celebrate times of vulnerability um, and rebuilding, that's a way different human experience that really teaches you yeah. a lot about life and yourself and, and your people and i think that that was a, a huge blessing that we got to still see like everybody's stressed out and shit sucks right now but like 
everybody's still here. Oh, that's yeah, fucking that's sick. That's that's oh, I love that. Survivors. That's beautiful. Okay, last question. Last question. La and this is the most important question. Most important. So, Who's your favorite J-Kid member? So really think about it. Really, really think about it. Which person from JK has the best chance of joining Kinja's? <laughs> Look at all of us. I want to see your judgy That's eyes. The question that came from them, Anthony. The people want to know. Put your hat up. Who actually took your class? Hey, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Anthony. What the fuck? What the fuck is this? Oh, shit. I'm wearing your merch, man. I like his merch right here. Look at this guy. So good. Whoa. Honestly, <laughs> at this particular point in the game, best chance is probably. Does Isaac count? Wait, hey, dude. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, the question was from JK. I mean, would Isaac count as a JK? Yeah, he's a JK baby. Look at this. He was he was I'm acting. Original You want me to sweat? Yeah, I wanted you to sweat. Fuck. Okay, I let me, let me just get exciting just for saying. <laughs> Honestly, probably in this room, it's it's probably Joe. <laughs> it's probably Joe. He's the but I also think one. I also think he's got the one with like less ties to other people, so it's like gonna be easier to rock. You guys are fucking moving to Vegas. Look at this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought yeah, I called you a brother, man. I got the most skills. Well, apparently you do. I actually post dance and my art online. So do I. No, you don't. Uh huh. I don't see any dancing videos from you. I think there should be you. a dance off. Oh, I think there should be dance a dance off. off. Well, if I'll you guys want to see it, let us know. I'll battle you on Instagram. Yeah, no, no, no we'll battle on Patreon. What the fuck? We're not on Patreon. No, I know this video isn't, but if oh, they want to see it, you guys could see it on Patreon. <laughs> Patreon. He's he's already in battle mode. He's like, whatever, dude. Yeah, he already has his fucking. Yeah. Battle. He's already standing there like this. YouTube, Patreon, whatever you want, dude. His feet are in first position. I could let you borrow my Cobra. Kai. Oh, you have black on, so it's Cobra Kai, and then and then uh, versus the Karate Kid team, Mr. Miyagi Dojo.